and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening. This is Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, one of the things that, whether or not you're just entering the police force or you've been on for 15 years and you're seeking to kind of move up, um, that concerns a lot of people is, particularly those who are strategic and and looking to uh, advance up the chain of command, is making themselves more promotable, making themselves more appealing um, in the promotions process or even the hiring process. And I contend that, you know, having held, you know, special positions or being on special teams, FTO, SWAT, what have you, doesn't necessarily make a person more appealing in the promotions process. What I think makes someone appealing is cultivating the knowledge, skills, and abilities that are on the job description of sergeant, if that's what you're going for, or lieutenant, if that's what you're going for. And giving yourself the um, experience one way or another that you've done some of the things in that job description or all of the things in the job description to some extent or another. So you are job ready on day one when you're promoted. You're not going to go to management school after you've been promoted to sergeant. You should have that capability before, right? Sure, absolutely. And I've had experience. Um, I've been fortunate in a, in a 2,000 person department to promote through the ranks from patrol to uh, investigations, a sergeant, lieutenant, captain. Captain was our last civil service rank, and then I was appointed uh, commander and and then finally deputy chief. Um, But I've also served and and helped write uh, promotional tests for entry-level sergeant, lieutenant, uh, and captain positions. So I've got some familiarity. I've, I've served as a raider on oral boards. Um, and, and reviewing other materials outside in uh, places like uh, Baltimore and El Paso and uh, Columbus, Ohio on um, promotional boards there. So I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what to look for in a, in a candidate. But I think before all that, preparation is key. And whenever I teach a subject, I, I never start with the negatives. But in this case, I think it's important to to let people know um, what the defeatist attitude looks like. And you may not even realize that it's it's a defeatist attitude before a promotional, where you, whether you consider uh, at the very beginning, at the onset, that the sergeant's test is coming up or the lieutenant's test is coming up. And mental attitude really has a lot to do with it. So if you have a defeatist attitude, it's definitely um, against you. It works against you at the beginning. It, it's generally because you have a fear of the unknown. There's hesitation or indecision about taking on new responsibilities. Um, you may be reluctant to leave a comfort zone. Maybe you've got a great partner. Maybe you have a great assignment, a great shift, something that works well with you for your home life babysitting arrangement, your spouse works the same or opposite hours, right? Um, things where, where it really helps you achieve balance at home as well. Um, the other issues are you may be unfamiliar with the process, uh, unfamiliar with the knowledge, skills, and abilities, which we call the KSAs, um, with, with different roles uh, beyond your current rank. Uh, you might be unfamiliar with uh, specialization roles, roles in things that you don't normally do, like admin or SWAT or, or other special um, investigation um, uh, bureaus and things of, of that nature. Um, you might like to specialize in one area and ignore others. So maybe you are a, a PFL, Patrol for Life, or maybe you're an investigative 
uh, person. Maybe you are a narcotics officer and that's what you love and that's your calling and you're happy to be there. So those are things that'll, that'll um, sort of uh, hit you at a disadvantage at the onset. Um, I, I see a lot of other officers who have um, resisted promotion or took the test but didn't do well because they don't walk the walk or talk the talk. They, mm. In their life as, as a patrol officer, uh, they tend to cut corners. They tend to avoid extra training. They tend to avoid mandatory training and sometimes get in trouble for it. And, and sometimes they figure, hey, I'm just going to go in and wing it <laughs> and uh, see how I do. That's never a good idea. Or they overestimate their abilities. They ha they have a big ego, and they think they're they know it, and they're going to go in and do well. And uh, if that ever happens, it's pretty rare. And for someone to look at a, a list and come back and say, "Hey, I'm number three, and I didn't even study," yeah, I'm 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 checking the veracity on that statement. Yeah, you know, and I think it's it's important to note, and you you alluded to it, that it, it's okay to be patrol for life. If that's Absolutely. what you want to do, that's, if that's, as you said, if, if you found your calling and you you know you're going home rewarded every day that you've done you know, a tremendous job, then then there's no reason to even seek to promote, you know, but for the, for the, for the, I would say a great many officers out there who at least seek to, to, to make sergeant or, you know, they, they feel there's, you know, a lot of alpha dogs out there and they feel they can lead and they probably can, but they have to cultivate that leadership. You can't, you can't become a leader just by saying, follow me. I mean, in certain, certain cases, you certainly can. You know, if there's an active shooter and you're lined up and there's three guys out, you know, right behind you, follow me is the most important two words in the English language. But that's it's situational leadership. When you have talk about organizational leadership, it's a different thing. You need to actually educate yourself on you know the, the way in which people learn, the way in which people are, are prone to be led. You know, there's different types of personalities, and that's not knowledge that just sort of appears in your head when you take and pass the promotional exam. These are things you have to actually pursue, oftentimes on your own time and your own dime, going to night school. Um, doing things like reading Police One, um, joining the Police One Academy, you know, bettering yourself and reading, reading kind of dry, tedious books on management and leadership. They're not a lot of fun. It's not Tom Clancy reading, but you, uh, you do gain a lot of abilities that you can then bring to the table if it's the oral or if it's the examination. You have better skills than your peers, better capabilities and knowledge than your peers, and you will then succeed in achieving that promotion, right? Sure, absolutely. And, and you you bring up a good point where when people take the extra steps to take the extra steps and prepare, uh, it becomes the issue of the, the chicken or the egg. The chicken or the egg, which came first? The person who hired a uh, coach, consultant, mentor, who paid for extra training, who volunteered for training at their uh, present assignment, who volunteered to lead groups, to lead explorers or cadets, um, to take upon supervisory roles. Um, did they do better on tests because they did those things or did they do better on tests because they do those things? You know what I mean? They get into a, um, a study group because that's their natural tendency to listen to other perspectives, learn from others, uh, bounce ideas off. Um, I think it, it all starts with the proper mindset that you go into a, a promotional exam with the idea that you're going to pull out all the stops, you're going to dedicate time, you're going to do the extra things that you need to do 
to be better than the guy next to you taking the test, right? It's like the bear, right? You and I are hiking in the woods and we see a bear coming and I put my tennis shoes and you say, hey, you can't outrun the bear. And what do I say? You got to just outrun me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be, you, you have to have that determination to succeed. It, it starts long before the test. Um, if they come out with a study manual, a list of the uh, requirements, the KSAs and things like that, you have to take those to heart. You have to go to your own department general orders, pull out the ones that apply to the, um, the stated objectives and goals on the test material. And then you have to start uh, framing your practice into the form that's on the announcement. So if they say it's going to be a panel of three people, you're going to have to do scenario-based uh, exercises. Um, you're going to be rated in a high-stress situation. You've got to prepare by playing like you practice and practice like you're playing. So you've got, you, you can't uh, think up the, the format or, or try to conform to the format on the day of the test. I mean, it's too late to, to do it then. You know, and I've said this in, in this venue many times already, you know, when the time to perform arrives, the time to prepare has long since passed. Right. Um, I think one other thing that comes to mind as I think about this and think about the, the police leaders that I have known and seen, those who I find to be the most effective are either it's a nature or nurture situation. Like they have actively gone out to nurture themselves and created in, in themselves something better than they were, or they have this natural capability to, you know, like I said, the follow me thing, just the natural ability to lead, organize, manage, and in so being, they also try to cultivate themselves. That's sure. just, it, as you'd said, it's part of their, just their DNA is they're inherently curious. They constantly want to better themselves. They have a natural ability, but they, they go above and beyond that. Yeah. So there's that kind of, I think, the, 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 the two key pieces are the, the, the natural ability, but even if you don't have the natural ability, you can create it in yourself. You can develop it, absolutely. And I, and I was going to just counter with you to say, I don't believe there are natural born leaders, but I believe leadership is cultivated at the very earliest stages in, in your young life. And so if you are a seven-year-old on a soccer team and you rally the people and talk about strategy to the, the other kids on your team, or as you go up through high school, you join the debate team and you take on leadership roles there. Once you're an adult, you may overlook the fact that you've taken upon leadership roles throughout your life, but you don't you don't see them in that um, in that paradigm. I, I think what people what successful leaders do is model themselves after other proven leaders. Right? You see. Right the best leaders that you know, you choose to follow them, they're modeling behavior that you are seeking. You seek them for advice, you seek them as mentors. But uh, for me, I remember, and I, believe me, I have two pages of, of items here that we're not gonna get to today. But one thing I did for sure was, for any test that I took, if I didn't have the skills, if they were my weakest skills, I would try to turn them into my strongest strengths. So for example, when I went from a sergeant to a, a lieutenant's position, I knew I knew nothing. I was, a, I was a PFL patrolman for life. I got into investigations. And then when the lieutenant's test came out and they said they were going to have a tactical SWAT component, I froze. I had no tactical SWAT experience. But I looked for the people who led and were strong in those categories and sat down with them listened to them, took them out for coffee, 
at the end of it all, I bought them a bottle or a gift card to show my thanks for them sharing the information and knowledge. And I turned it from a weakness into a strength. And I think everybody's got that uh, capability to turn around weaknesses into strengths. You know, and I think you've, you've begin to scratch the surface here on another topic for another day, which we should probably do next time we talk. Mentoring and mentorship.